This podcast is brought to you by Agape Match. Agape Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agapematch.com. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I answer your dating and relationship questions on the podcast and online. If you're not already following me, weird, but also find me on Instagram, I'm at Matchmaker Maria. This week's episode is a hotline episode. You have questions and well, I've got answers. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? Hi. So basically, I feel like I'm kind of at a really important juncture with the person that I'm, I've been seeing. Um, mm-hmm. We previously dated about two years ago and have about about this past August um, tried again. And, um, you know, it'd been, it'd been going well and we had both kind of left things open because um, there's a, you know, there's a chance that I'm moving um, in the next couple of months or, you know, hopefully if everything works out, that will be the case for me. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of an elephant in the room. Um, you know, we had, he told me that he stopped seeing the people he was talking to way before I even indicated that I wanted that from him. Um, Mm. and it turns out that that wasn't true. Um, that there's someone that he works with and has developed a relationship with that he is, you know, still seeing. Um, and while we haven't, we aren't official, he's told me that he wanted to, you know, have a family with me and um, has, you know, really knows that this is what he wants and the other person is not what he wants, but he just needs time to figure that situation out because of the sensitivity around it. Um, And I just don't think, I feel like the trust is broken. I know people who have gone through similar things and I've worked through it, but at this point, I'm just not sure, you know, where to, where to go from here, to be honest. And I'm leaning towards, you know, I think my heart is telling me one thing and my head is telling me another, um, which I'm sure you can assume which one is going in which direction. Um, well, why don't you tell me like, okay, what is your, what is your heart saying? Um, you know, I've never had someone like say those things to me. Um, I know it's, I've all, I've known it's something that I'm deserving of, but have never had someone validate it in that way where, where they declare that I'm a part of that plan, that long-term plan. Um, but my head is like, you know, you know, you know, you know yourself, you know, you're going to get, you're going to stay in your head about this. You know, you're going to be checking socials constantly. And there's always going to be an inkling of doubt. Um, and mm. I'm just not really confident that I can get rid of that despite, you know, knowing this person for so long and still loving this person. So it just so, really sucks because it's, we're very close to figuring it all out, but Wait, what are this you figuring not, out? No. Like, okay, just to confirm, right? So this is a person that, how did you meet? Um, on, well, we, we know each other since um, we were young, but reconnected on a dating app a few oh. years ago. Okay. <laughs> how old are you? 28. Did you say 28? 28, yeah. Okay. All right. So you like him. He has told you though that he's dating someone else or he broke up with someone else? That he's, he, 
he basically told me that he wasn't seeing anybody else but is okay so here's what i think just on the the bare minimum of like ev- like evidence right is like i don't think i think when you approach any new relationship you want to approach the relationship with as like low risk as possible right right like you know if someone were to say to me for instance oh he has a criminal record would you still go out with him and it's like it goes back to like okay i'd like to know what the crime is but at the same time it's like if i have a choice of doing things at 28 i want to go with the amount of low risk as possible right and mm-hmm. here you're telling me that this person is dating someone else right and i'm wondering if he's telling you stuff like give me some time or whatever to make the blow easier on you like he's just not being honest with you because it's going to make him look like a dick and he doesn't want to know think of himself as a dick yeah. so the fact that you're staying around it makes him feel like oh see she, i'm not an asshole she's sticking around which means that i'm forgiven And the fact of the matter is that he told you he wasn't seeing anyone else, but he was seeing someone else. And if he was interested in dating you, he would not be seeing someone else. He would be dating you. There would be no confusion. There'd be no anxiety that you're feeling right now. And a lot of what you're feeling, by the way, is lack of acknowledgement, right? All the anger you're feeling right now is the fact that he has yet to acknowledge, you know, what you are so that you can find closure, right? And if, is that, you know, are we in a relationship or are we not in a relationship? Does this seem, am I, am I, am I accurate in what I'm saying? Does this make sense to you? I think, I think part of that's there, but the thing is like, there have been declarations. He's told me that he doesn't want to be with that other person that he wants to be with me, that this is the, you know, that I'm a part of, I'm his, you know, his, his person, his long-term plan, but. But he's dating someone else. But he needs time to figure out the other thing because, you know, it's in his industry and it's, you know, it could blow what up other thing like, you, you enter you you put yourself in that situation right wait wait, yeah. wait hold up hold up. we gotta we gotta unpack this for a second what other thing this really this relationship that he has with this other person he's dating someone else the moment he's doing that it doesn't matter like essentially right now you're telling me that you're, you're interested in someone who's emotionally cheating on you and yeah. well yeah well yeah. he's emotionally cheating on her with you yeah yeah i wouldn't want my boyfriend or who I think is my boyfriend telling some other woman that you're actually my forever person. No, like he would be dating you if that was the case. And it's not the case. He's wasting your time. How old is this person? 33. Yeah. You know, he's, he's done. Like you shouldn't be talking to this person. One day you're going to date someone who's going to give you a hundred percent, like within the first three dates. And you're going to look back on this and being like, I can't believe I let this person like, make me wait around for him when I have this. And I, I, I can't make promises, but I sincerely know that that's, if you meet someone that is your person, that is what that looks like. All in. And it doesn't have to be all in on date one, but let me tell you, you're not hearing a, there's no such thing as like, oh, I need time to think it over and I'm dating someone else. Like, no, that's not, <laughs> he's dating someone else. That is his choice. No one's forcing him to be with that person. Right. And even if and, it's like a sensitive situation, like there's, a way to figure it out There's a i way can't to, think to, of a scenario in 2021 where we all have free will where someone can't break up with someone are they married no i think it's like it's it's a it's a it's a niche industry and there's you know people have large social media like you know like presence uh, like presence and i think they're just afraid of this turning into you know a situation that makes him look bad you should not be with yeah. this person. The, the, I mean, I'm, and I have like, I, you know, I'm a new follower, but I'm, you know, really, really like 
love and I'm a huge fan of the of the work that you do. But the like the fact that I'm even calling in on a whim like this, like I am not like I am a a very pl- like I plan, I am logical, I like it, it, I mean th- that this is I think a sign enough, but it's just been really hard to accept it, I think. And it's taking like hearing it from a stranger. <laughs> to- and that happens sometimes um, and that's okay. Though, yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we need to hear it from a stranger because like, you know, I think one of the things that's made, oh God, this is going to sound so insufferable and I apologize. But like, I think one of the things that's made Matchmaker Maria, the persona popular is the fact that, you know, I'm able to give you the advice that your friends might not have the courage to give you because what you're saying right now, if you told, if I, if a friend told me this, then, you know, maybe part of it would be like, you know, maybe you could hold that. Like, you don't, you don't want to hurt your friend's feelings. It's messy. Everything you just said is really messy. Yeah. Right. So what it's I'm messy. trying to give you yeah. some clarity and it's messy for him, by the way, you need to give yourself permission to let th- these things be his problem. He might right. very well break up with that woman a week from now, but that is still not your person. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He lied to you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're just, saying he's a yeah, public figure. I, I just don't think I can, I can. Yeah. Cause it's always going to be in the back of my head. And I don't think that's a character flaw on my part, which is, I no. think what I'm, partially afraid of is that I'm going to, you know, this is a flaw that I'm, that's going to prevent me from, you know, being with a person that I maybe should be with. Yeah, no, that's not, it's certainly not a character flaw. Like it is, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I said, it's messy, but it's not your mess. And we have to stop treating it like it's our mess. You know what I mean? Right. I hope this was helpful. Yeah, it is. It's very helpful. I, and now you can I go forward and make the candor as always make some, <laughs> make some decisions that need to be made. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. Nice talking. Bye. Bye. Thanks for calling the ask a matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? Thank you, Maria, for doing this again. Um, I don't know if you recollect, but I did uh, participate in the last hotline that you did a couple of months back. Uh-huh. And I think I was the first one uh, to get in line. I was based in Dubai then, and you gave me some really good advice about how to sort of build a social network. I was in the middle of a relocation from Dubai to DC. Oh my God, how is it going? <laughs> it's going great so far. I just called to give you updates. <laughs> I want to hear the updates. Oh my God, yeah. I wish more people would call with updates. I love this. Tell me, <laughs> tell me how it's been. What was it well, like I, moving and what's going on? It was great. It's been lovely so far, and I, I really uh, took your advice to heart. And I invested a lot of time once I got here just to be social, you know, just just create that social network of friends, uh, colleagues, people I can just hang out with and have a good time without the intention of really seeking a relationship as such. And uh, when I felt ready, which is quite recently, I did install the apps and uh, start looking, but also bearing in mind that I have a social life that uh, I must commit myself to and mm-hmm. should think into place and then take it as it comes so that was that, that was the big update um online dating of course uh, is something i'm fairly new to but i think i'm managing it well largely because of a lot of coaching that you've been giving so far and uh, i always refer to sometimes i even refer the guys to go to your page and follow it <laughs> so you're getting i hope you're getting more and more followers oh and i love it well thank you <laughs> yeah and uh, well the only the only I suppose cultural ask I have, and this is largely because Mm -hmm. I've dated before in a very conservative society and the approach has been quite different. And so in the, in the U S the, the dating culture is 
the kind where it's actually quite acceptable and common to, in a primary stage, be talking to more than one person. And that's something sure. I've sort of adapted my style to. What I'm struggling with is sort of decision-making between multiple people where you kind of know them for about a month. You may have gone on a couple of dates. Um, to me, basis what you've coached us on so far, and I somewhat agree with this as well, you have to get to a point where you can't be multitasking all the time. You have to come to a conclusion on, do I want to proceed getting to know this person even more? Or do I want to invest my time in another person? But I'm, I'm really struggling with how do you how do you manage different connections when they are not starting off at the same time? For example, you may know somebody, say person A, for about a month and a half. And you feel, you feel okay about it. You feel good about it. You may not feel wow about it. You feel good about it. And then you suddenly get matched with somebody you're really interested in getting to know. How do you man- manage multiple people when you're at different stages of your association with them? That's a really good question. Well, how many people are you talking to right now? Just three. <laughs> just, just three? Is that what you just, just said? Yeah. Okay. Why? Is that too much? No, it's not too much. It's just, it's just it is what it is, right? And yeah. um, that's fine. So the reason why I ask is because, you know, I think you have to, I just want to confirm the question here, right? Yes. So it's like, you start talking to these people at different times. So you're asking like how to manage it when you're talking to all these people at different um, different stages of getting to know them, right? Like one guy's exactly. still on date one, he's on module yeah. one with you, exactly. and another guy's on module three, and the guy's on module five. So there's like more advanced right. conversation. Is that what we're talking about? Right, that's right. So eventually, I think what you have to learn is like, I don't. I'm trying to figure out the right words here. I don't want to say who dies off, but like who gets who gets oh, taken off the dating yeah. opportunity ledge, right? So. Right. I think you, I can understand dating multiple people. Personally, for me, like when I was single, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever juggled. Like if I was dating someone, if I was going on multiple dates with someone, there was no one else. Right. It was very no, hard for me personally. Those are relationships. They are also seeing other people. Right. So I understand. Bit, yeah. And so, I mean, if you match, for example, with three people on an app, and you're chatting oh with them, wait you mean these people are stages. apps like have you yeah. not met these people no i i've met i've met two of them in, in person because of course uh, some some live at a distance right so you do facetime dates and then you you find a time that works for both of you to meet in person uh but what what i was curious about is because it's at different stages right someone i may have matched with a month ago so i've had more text conversations with them more facetimes with them and one in-person date with them say for example Another person you may, I may have matched with them a couple of weeks back and uh, you've probably had a couple of FaceTime when you, they, some of them live close by, so you can go see them immediately mm-hmm. the next day or so. Um, it's just, it's just a bit complicated for me on how do I manage when the relationship is progressing at different paces with different people and knowing fully well, they are also seeing other people. It's not an exclusive relationship at that stage. I guess this is where like the Agape Intensive, that's one of our programs comes into play because we would talk a lot more about like your long-term compatibility and chemistry and what that looks like, because then you can use, we create a matrix in that program. So like you can kind of judge like, okay, who I'm dating, does he fill into this thing that I believe is long-term compatibility? So if you're not gonna take the course, what I would suggest for you is to write down the 10 things you want in the partner, right? Your partner in life. I don't know if you want to have kids. Sometimes if you want to have kids, it makes it a lot easier to write this list as 
you know, what are the 10 things I want in the future father of my kids? Right, right. And so as you write that down, do you want to have kids? I do, I do. Okay, so that so that's a hack there, right? If you label it like that, you know, what I want in the future father of my kids, again, you could say future partner, life partner, whatever, like, who do you see yourself with the next 20 years? What what qualities do they have, right? So as you write this down, those 10 things, do not write it in thinking of a guy that you went out with. Of course, yeah. Just write it out blank. Do it like once you wake up in the morning before you're thinking about anyone, right? Like you wake up, like literally you have a pen and paper ready and just start writing down the first 10 before you've gotten your feet off of the bed. So that way it's like your first thought. Right. And then throughout, like as you're talking to them, you have to start eliminating people, right? right? So it's not, I don't want you talking to a guy for like two months while you're talking to two other guys. Like eventually yeah. what has to happen is that one of these three men or maybe another guy, um, they're going to have to be the winner in this, in this, like someone's going to swim in their lane better and they're going to meet you, right? So what I want you to yeah. do is like, okay, so now like just immediately think about now of these men, have you felt anytime like oh this has a deal breaker for me yeah well then we have to eliminate that person right right and in some cases maybe there there are no deal breakers they they match on the big ticket items but if i feel nothing emotionally even after going on that three-day thing which you always recommend and i and i stick to it quite sincerely then for me it's a no-go because i don't feel invested enough emotionally to commit to that person. Right. And that's, that's normal. That's, you just described dating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, they're perfectly nice people. They match your big ticket items, but you're not feeling anything for them emotionally or even attraction wise. You, you can't and, be and, wasting you know, what I would, time. And, and what I would tell you about that too, is that like, you know, there's a lot of situations where, look, anytime I think people go out on dates, I always say like, you should, if you didn't feel something, give it three dates. Like if you enjoyed yourself and you're curious about them, you have to give it three dates because studies have shown that it does take three days yes, for chemistry to develop, I, right? I'm I'm from that school of thought. I'm on board. Awesome. Yeah. So if that's the case, if, if you did the three dates and at three dates yeah. you still are not feeling in it, it's done. You, you yeah. can part ways and you're okay. It's okay to do that. Yeah. And, and that makes me feel as though I made a rational calculated decision. It wasn't in haste or in assumptions because I really gave it a sincere shot. And if it still feels like I'm not invested enough in this, and if this person doesn't text me tomorrow, that's completely fine. Then that to me, to me, that's telling that I have no emotional attachment to this person. I think you just uh, came to your own conclusion that I, I think is completely valid and I appreciate it. There you go. No, but it's been so helpful. Just, just listening to all the advice you dole out on a day-to-day basis. I'd recommend I'm so happy so many people you have to get a book out there or you have to you're gonna be a big deal <laughs> one day I know it and then I'm oh, gonna tell everyone so I followed her I followed her that's so sweet of you well like uh, you look I'm working on my book proposal right now so uh that's you know crazy. hopefully that'll get picked up eventually and uh when it does I will have you host you're in DC I'm in DC I will have you host the DC book party. Okay. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, we'll, be well, thanks again for calling Thank and, you. um, and, uh, we'll be, we'll be in touch apparently. So, uh, yes. you know, I hope it works out with whichever of these men are currently courting you. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for calling the ask a matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? Hi, Maria. Um, thanks for taking the call. So my question is, uh, 
my boyfriend and I have been together for about seven months and um, we're in our late twenties, early thirties. And um, the topic of long-term is starting to come up. And um, for him, it is uh, very important that we get married by a Greek Orthodox priest um, and that our future potential children would be baptized. Um, And I am not Greek Orthodox and I was not baptized. So um, the discussion of converting um, is what we're talking about, which I know will be a long series of conversations, but um, I would love if you had any guidelines or resources or anything um, that you could suggest um, as I'm thinking about this, because it's, I'm having um, a lot more of an emotional reaction to it than I thought I would. Hmm. Okay. I need some context. Okay. Um, and I just want to say like off the bat that I have had a few friends convert to marry some of my friends. Mm-hmm. And I also have friends who did not convert to marry my friends, but there's a reason for that. And, Mm -hmm. but when they had kids, their kids were Greek Orthodox after. Mm -hmm. So just to give a little bit of context about what Greek Orthodoxy is, uh, and I'm not saying that you do this, that you confuse this, but I've had this happen to me in the past where people think like Greek Orthodox people are like super religious and it's like, no, they're not. Uh, People confuse, I think the word Orthodox with like the Jewish or the Orthodox Jewish community sometimes. that's like a real story for me that's happened a few times and Mm -hmm. uh no it just means that it's like the first of it's one of the first christian religions um you know there's i mean this is not a theology podcast so i'm not going to go into like you know the the convention of nicaea and like why things are the way they are um um but uh greek orthodoxy does not mean that anyone's really religious it's a, a lot of it is cultural um association you know over a couple of millennia and um and i think people really like the community around greek orthodoxy so now that i've said a little bit of a little bit of a foundation here i want to learn more about you and your boyfriend i want to understand some context behind what's happening here so you said you were not baptized were you raised a particular religion we're my mom's side is Jewish, my dad's side is Presbyterian. So for us holidays growing uh, up were spending time with family. Like I went on birthright when I was in my mid-20s. Um uh, and, but but like <laughs> wasn't but I was raised in a household that recognized and taught about more than one religion. So for me that's not a big deal. Whereas he, as we're talking Well, we'll talk about like, him in a second, but let's just okay. talk about you. Okay. So just to okay. confirm, you are a Jewish woman. Who's mm-hmm. like just from a technical standpoint? Who because yes. your mother's Jewish, right. and your father? He you said he was Presbyterian. I mean, I don't even know. I think so. Like I just, I never. We didn't grow up going to a lot of stuff. My grandma was um, started in nursery school at the Congregational Church, so my understanding is that's Presbyterian or Protestant. I don't even know. That's how not religious I am. Like, <laughs> but nonetheless, not you're not Catholic, and you're not. Right. Right. You're not Eastern Orthodox. And I Correct. ask that because, oh man, this is going to be a really theological. Um, <laughs> Catholics and Eastern Orthodox people, and Greek Orthodox people in this case, uh, have the same creed. So if you were Catholic and he, you know, obviously is Greek Orthodox and you wanted to get married, you, no one would have to convert, essentially, because it's the same creed. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were Episcopalian, or Baptist or whatever, then um, there would be a suggestion that you convert for some priests. I'm sure you could find a priest who does not care. Um, 
and that would not um and and you know because it has to be in the same creed so anyway okay so i understand you and let's talk about this guy now so first of all he knew you were jewish before you guys started dating uh when we started dating like that came up early and i remember we had a conversation on like our seventh date where he was like well i want my kids to be baptized and i was like cool can they learn about judaism and he was like yeah and i was like great but now that we're more serious and like we said i love you and we're talking about long term he seems to be thinking like what are the implications of that and seems to want to talk through it more which is fair i think to want to talk through it does he go to church in like once a quarter okay so basically for like the major holidays yeah and a wedding tries to go more but like he doesn't he thinks he goes once a month but he goes quarterly and do you has he ever mentioned about like i went with him last weekend what was happening last weekend that you guys went last weekend he asked me to go with him and i said i care about you like i want to see what this is about like sure i'll go with you last weekend was the weekend of the good samaritan yes um right that was the i remember that yeah yeah. (laughs) uh I happen to be in church that day too, um, for for other reasons. But okay, well that's interesting. Does has he ever mentioned about like forget the baptism for a second? Has he ever mentioned about his kids participating in like Sunday school? Uh, not until we started having discussions about this, and Sunday school wasn't mentioned. It was just going as a family, like semi frequently. Okay, and then how about like Greek school? which is not religious um, education. Hasn't mentioned but... that. No, hasn't mentioned that. Okay. What, um, what state do you live in? New York City. Oh, he's in New York City. Yeah. Okay. So, so what exactly is your question? Now that we have the context, now that we've got a foundation <laughs> here and I understand it and so i mean the reason i reached out to you is because i like love seeing you on instagram like i read all of your stuff like i listen to your podcast and like i think you give great advice and i know you are greek orthodox from or i've like Mm -hmm. gathered from your posts and my just like because as a if i can call you a relationship expert if that's all right um that i respect your opinion and so i just was like i'm just gonna dm her and see what happens and see if she responds (laughs) and um but just of like things to think about um and maybe things to talk about with him as him and i figure this out of like is this something that would work for both of us because in my mind ideally i would want my children to have exposure to judaism um and he what's stopping them from having exposure to judaism he's concerned it will be confusing for the hypothetical children okay um all right so i think my question is just like guidelines to talk about of like things to think about when having these discussions it's like that's my question it's like a guideline to talk about i'd rather just like give the solution um i know okay so (laughs) here's here's the situation right he knew you were jewish when you started dating and he lives in a city with a pretty massive Jewish population, right? It's yeah. not like he lived in Nebraska and I don't know if there's a big Jewish population in Nebraska. I'm just gonna assume that's very small. And it's like, oh, I fell in love with this woman and oh, she just happens to be Jewish and we'll figure it out. Like he knew, he knew. living in New York that there is a substantial Jewish population and he wants to be Greek Orthodox. Um, I say this because I remember being single and at some point while I was single, I remember thinking, you know, even though I'm not really religious, um, 
you there are certain parts of my culture that I'd like my kids to have and that is um I guess sharing in the same religion that sounds mm -hmm. so stupid now but whatever um and um when I figured that out when I was like 26 or 27 somewhere there Mm -hmm. um i made the choice that i would no longer accept dates from people that were not um christian mm -hmm. um and i mean i didn't mind going on dates or whatever but like like looking at it from a serious prism because i thought like i it would be very hard to convince a jewish man to convert so why would i even bother now you're already there you guys are in love of course you are why wouldn't you be um so here is what here's what I think the next steps are, right? So mm -hmm. you have to determine if the what your relationship is with Judaism, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know for a lot of people that are Jewish in Manhattan, um, for some people, it's a religion, it's a dogma, it's their entire life, not their entire life, but it does provide a lot of structure for their life. And for other people, it's just their culture, like their values defined within their culture and their, and their social circle. So what is your relationship with Judaism? Like really, really, really reform. Like I would be like, we would go to my cousin's house for like some Jewish holidays and like the kids would learn about it would be ideally what would happen for me. Okay. All right. So why wouldn't that happen? I'm just trying to like, let's pretend, let's pretend in this world where I'm just going to pretend your boyfriend's name is George because that's like the most common Greek name. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, is his name George? Cause that would be really funny. No. Okay. No, no. So let's pretend George, um, you know, you convert for him. What is stopping you from doing high holidays and Shabbos? Um, when it's, we have started talking about in the past, like two weeks, um, mm -hmm. he, he is saying like, he's concerned that will be confusing. And he's to also who? having to the, to the hypothetical children. So he's, um, uh, I, I'm trying to figure Do out. Do you think like the that. kids would be confused if you took them to, let's no. say your brother, let's say, let's say your brother, let's say your coworker is Indian, Hindu, and they invite you over for Diwali. Do you think your hypothetical children would be confused by Diwali? No, because kids so, are resilient. So I know that, but he is. That's the what our discussion is that we're trying. Right. To but see, there has to be like a compromise here, right? Like if you're mm -hmm. willing to convert, which kudos to you, I would never convert for a man. But hey, if you want to do that, that's fine. Um, if you want to convert with someone and and your children be baptized in the Greek Orthodox Church, which, by the way, is a beautiful ceremony. It's it's nice to be Greek Orthodox. It's as nice as being reformed Jewish. Like there's no like and also by the way, I was funny, I was talking to one of my girlfriends today who is Jewish, and we were talking about um our religious traditions and how Jewish and Greek Orthodoxy, it's like a lot of the stuff is identical when it comes right. to like tradition right. and like socialization, right? Like we were talking about um burial services and it's it's nearly identical how we bury our dead compared to like catholics mm -hmm. or evangelicals um so or protestants rather so i thought that was really funny so i think i think in general when it comes to religion or when it comes to i won't say culture but like let's say ethnic stuff it tends to be a social construct right i'm gonna take get away from religion for a second and just go to, to talk a little bit more about ethnic ethnic stuff so someone is like 
if someone says to me like Turkish baklava or Greek baklava, what makes that baklava Turkish is you telling me it's Turkish. I mean, there might be some like minor ingredient differences, but by and large, what makes something like Turkish coffee versus Greek coffee is you calling it Turkish or me calling it Greek, right? This mm-hmm. is a social contract that humans invented, right? So it's the same right. thing here, right? Like you could convert to Greek Orthodoxy and you could raise your children Greek Orthodoxy, but nothing is stopping you from in participating in your family and friend events that might share or have a different culture than you and your 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 children having exposure to that. I, I agree with you completely. <laughs> um, what, so then what's his problem? Uh, great question. Uh, I don't know. I think he so he grew up in Westchester. His family is like politically conservative also. Okay, see no more. Mine is not. Um, we're super liberal. I have a bunch of uh, gay people in my family. And one of the questions I asked him was like, like what's the church's position on this? Because like, Oh, don't. People... So yeah, like don't. Okay, come on. Greek pe- Greece invented gay. And Greece has like the highest <laughs> rate of abortion in Greece. Like don't. Uh, Greek, that's the thing. Greek Orthodoxy, like the church does not talk about these things because it's not like necessary right like if you go to greece if you go to athens so much of the pottery depicts like gay acts (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right so you know i'm not gonna say that the church is gay friendly because it's certainly not gay friendly but um you're not becoming um uh, yeah you're not becoming a priest's wife Uh, yeah absolutely i would never um so (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i don't know i think like for me i grew up in a very like open household like we are exposed to a lot we've been really lucky to like travel a ton so I think I have a just generally more global perspective than he does and Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that's part of what it is but like for me I'm like well of course they can be exposed to both both things so more I guess my question was just like things to like this is ego I'm sorry to interrupt you but like you know my husband my husband also named George here um my husband moved to this country when he was 22 and it's so funny I had this conversation with him today I asked him like did you had you ever met people of color or people um you know outside of like Greek people had you ever met people that were not European before you turned 22. And he was like, I had met like a few Germans and a few Belgians and a few English people and some Russians, but that was it. He had, the first time he met someone of color was when he was 22 because he grew up on a really homogeneous island in the 80, 70s, 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. right? And then I asked him, when was the first time you met someone who was Jewish? And he was like, my roommate when I was 22. <laughs> And yet my husband is incredibly open-minded and, um, you know, an ally uh, for many groups and very public about being an ally in many groups. And I'm not saying that, you know, George is awesome. He, he is awesome. But like, I'm not saying that that's a Greek thing either. I'm saying that that's, that's a human thing, right? Human and thing, so yeah. what you're describing is someone with ego. Um, like, look, the moment you're dating someone of a different religion, you have to, and especially in a country where it's not homogeneous, you have to start accepting that you're going to have to compromise and it can't be all my way or no way. Now at my church, I am friends with several women who have converted for their husbands. Um, and, and in fact, some of those women are Asian as well. Um, I think the difference is the Asian women, I don't know if they necessarily had religion 
like these specific women that I know, like, I don't know if they were raised in a religious household. I think they were actually pretty um, agnostic prior to mm -hmm. converting. Um, and then I know, I know um, one of my uh, employees, her father converted to Greek Orthodoxy for her, you know, her mother. And, you know, he embraced the church, but I think there's a ways to embrace the, the culture and the community without having to give up your own culture and identity. And like, what I mean by that is like, I think about like Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks was raised like Mormon and Catholic or something. And yet he's married to, you know, Rita Wilson. And every Sunday, there's always a photo of him in every Greek newspaper because he's holding like the what do you call it in English, whatever this like monument thing that you have to mm -hmm. carry outside of the church to depict um, Jesus's death and resurrection. And he participates in this. And as a result, he's become like an honorary Greek citizen and all that stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't think, you know, I'm certain that they still visit Tom's family and they'll participate in his own family's holidays and cultures. Like, I think what you've described is someone who has a very narrow view of the world. And I don't know the man and I'm not trying to like shit talk the person that you're dating, but you have to find compromise. Like he knew you were Jewish from the beginning. Okay, you have to find compromise because at the end of the day, the technicality here is that your child is going to be born Jewish. Right. You know, I think you have to determine how, how much you like this person to want to they also have to determine like, you know, do they realize that they're letting ego talk? And you can use my Diwali example when you're speaking to them, right? Like if we went to a friend's <laughs> house, do you think that our children are hypothetical children and keep toning in on that? Cause they are hypothetical, right? Right. Do you think that they would get confused? Like, I don't understand how a family dinner surrounded by love confuses people. It's not like someone at, when you go to someone's house, someone's going to be like, chanting hebrew hymns for 18 hours right no <laughs> but even if they were even if they were i mean most moms what they're gonna do is throw the phone over them and be like keep yourself busy like it's not it's not impacting them in some way i think what he says in terms of confusion is like okay you know we're gonna say that jesus is the son of god and you're gonna say that you know jesus is not a prophet that we recognize like he would find more commonality in that with a Muslim person, a person who practices Islam in this, in this way of thinking of prophets than a Jewish person. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> if that is what he thinks is confusing. Yeah. I mean, we've had three conversations about this, four conversations, like, and how do they end? I'm coming to it as like, if you're asking me to make this really big compromise, like I want a lot more information. So of like, what are you asking me to do? What does this process look like? What does this look like for our future hypothetical children? Um, I normally cry because I'm like a huge, very emotional person. Like I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad, like whatever. I am mad sometimes get, get the emotion out through tears. So like, but like we do love each other and like the, approach is like well let's see if we can figure this out and what i said a few days ago was like this thought exercise will be really good for either us as a couple or like if we can't figure out a way to make this work it will be really good for the next people we date and like he started crying like because I, like he's now 
he's talking of like, I see this as a serious thing. Like I, you're a wonderful person, like da, 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 da. And it's like, right. But like, we need to figure out how to make this work together. Cause if you're asking what if, me to do this thing. What if you find, I want you to find two couples mm-hmm. that are like half Greek, half Jewish, mm-hmm. a bagel with tzatziki. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you will. I will. I want you to, I need you to find two couples, not just one and ask them what they did. And ideally they have children. If you can't find them, I don't know, go on Facebook and ask around or, um, you know, if, if anyone who's listening is in this or knows someone like this, um, I need you to email me so I can forward this to her, but, um, I need them to talk. I need you to talk to these people and find out how, what worked for them and what didn't work. Uh, Yeah. Like at the end of the day, Jewish people and Greek people have, so much in common Mm -hmm. just so much and i don't think it's confusing for a child to be in a room full of love and you know i know you're asking like what does it mean to be greek orthodox i can't even i go to church and i can't even tell you what i know is that like you know greek orthodoxy a lot of it really honors like the past um and the roots of like how things are done and um you know so much of the bible is a lot of it is written in ancient greek so <laughs> you know there's just a lot of respect for that but there's a lot of really great priests out there that can tell you what it means to be greek orthodox um if you're looking for that kind of mentorship um i am not religious and most greek orthodox people are not religious it's weird because i think the greek orthodox church right now is going through this like kind of crisis with covid like you have some priests in Greece saying like, no one should get the vaccine. God will save you. And like people are believing that because the church does have a lot of influence in Greece. But at the same time, no one in Greece is religious. It's like it's very it's a kind of weird to like see this kind of in action. And I don't know if this makes any sense to you being not Greek, but being Greek Orthodox is not a bad thing. It's it's actually pretty great because everyone's very connected and it's very similar to a Jewish congregation in the sense everyone's yeah. connected and wants to help each other and all that stuff. It's like pretty cool to be Greek Orthodox in America because the community is behind you. Um, and that is what your children would get access to, too. But, you know, I can see a really fun life where you get to do Chrismica. And I don't think that confuses anybody. I think, you know, a lot of these things always they always are rooted in spending time with family exactly yeah (laughs) and i think we have to emphasize that more than anything else Mm -hmm. can i just ask you one more quick question before i i I, like i don't know how long you want to talk about this but um i I could ask you lots of questions but um you said something at the beginning that people like the kid could get baptized greek orthodox even if the mom or one party doesn't convert um is he I asked him about that and he said he didn't know is that um so and if you don't know also that's fine I just well I just baptized my kid and I know what needed what what I was asked for from the archdiocese to get access to baptize my kid in the United States Mm -hmm. and they asked for my baptismal certificate and my husband's baptismal certificate and the godmother's baptismal certificate because even the godparent has to be in the same religion if you were Catholic, that would be acceptable because you don't have to convert because it's the same creed. Right. But um, anything else, uh, 
I, I leave it to the, what's it called? To the priests. Cause sometimes priests will make, make exceptions, but for Jewish, I don't know. I think you'd have okay. to ask a priest and there's a lot yeah. of really good priests out there who can be really good resources to these things. I think that's our next step is like, we're going to go talk to them. You know, who's really person. good. I mean, I like my priest too, father Nectarios from um, St. George Piscataway in New Jersey, but there's also this really great priest in Flemington, New Jersey. I forget his name, but it's at St. Anna's in Flemington, mm -hmm. New Jersey. Okay. He has a way of speaking that is so nice and and he's very young he has like young children and i think he's a really he's the kind of person that you in new york city could call and have a conversation and he would give you the time like he's he's like a very interesting person thank you <laughs> so if you have questions like that you can always call him i'm sure and he can like redirect you okay. um better than i could focus on family and it's just different it's just mm -hmm. different i think you're right though i think part of it is ego so that's a different lens. It is for ego. Me. It is ego. You can't have this. everything. And that's what that's what he has to understand. Like you can't have everything. Like I think it's a big ask to ask someone to convert. And the fact that you're thinking about that, he's already winning. So just like get off the table. You've already won the blackjack. Well, yeah. And I think that's the thing I said to him. It's like, I'm thinking about this because like I love you. And like I could see a good, really like amazing life with you. Um, but, and for him, it's a non-negotiable to be married by a priest. So we'll see. You know, what's funny is if you met a Greek man from Greece, like not a Greek American person, they'd be all in, like, they don't, they don't give a shit. They're not religious at all anymore down out there. So it's like, they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, I think this is very hyper Greek American, um, like, uh, problem, but you know, it is what it is. And I think... I think there's a solution here, but the solution has to be one with a sense of humor. And you know what? It's okay if kids get a little confused. It's not a big deal. They're, you're not, your children will not be the first bagels with tzatzikis uh, <laughs> to exist. I promise you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Maria. No problem. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for calling. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. As I mentioned previously, if you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow me on Instagram at matchmakermaria. I'll post a link on Wednesdays and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agape Intensive by visiting agapematch.com slash services. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.